When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello and welcome to episode 116, Shoot Your Shot of the Purple Pants Podcast. I serve as your humble and oh so gracious host, Bryce Isaiah. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We got a juicy jam-packed episode for you guys, so I am so excited. If you have not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. We're there. Hit the subscribe button. Give your baby boy some five stars. Write a review and tell a friend. Baby boy had a busy weekend. Okay, we getting ready to hit the road because we're going to D.C. and the Bryce and Wynn presents the district. And we are so excited. Um, And so, you know me, I get all crazy making sure everything is together so I was, you know, very anxiously working with Wendeezy to get everything together for our party this Wednesday. And then out the blue, baby boy got a phone call. OK, and uh, this survivor legend that we got coming to the party is woo, baby. Listen. I'm so excited. I can't wait for you guys to see. So if you haven't got your ticket, get your tickets. Because listen, it's about to be lit. Make sure you check my Instagram or Wendell Instagram or listen to somebody Instagram. Because y'all going to be like, oh my God. Okay. And while we on it, y'all know the Zaddy calendars. They going like hotcakes. We didn't figure out the, the, the bubble wrap to the envelopes. So listen, they are going kind of quick. I'm getting low. Uh, so if you want the Zaddy calendar, the Bryce Isaiah 2022 Zaddy calendar for the holidays or listen to even just bless your own life for 2022 click the link in my bio twitter or the instagram and get the goodness now listen barb is all her stuff again y'all and i'm just gonna bring it to the posse because you know i ain't gonna cuss my mama out but it's getting cold out you know the weather changing and you know barb is up to her normal shenanigans with sunshine over the past two Maybe even three weeks. My mom has been sending me orders that she has ordered new coats, new pajamas. She's on the hunt to find some boots to match a coat. She didn't got sunshine Halloween costume. Like, listen, girl. Did the stuff that she didn't buy last year. (laughs) Not 
still fitter? Like, I'm confused because when I was in elementary school, I get new clothes every season. Okay, I got my brother's hand-me-downs. So listen, she on her stuff again. So Purple Pants Posse, I'm trying to 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. My mom think it's funny. Why did the dog need new coats and pajamas? First of all, why she even got the dog in pajamas? Now, when she send me some of the sunshine photos in her pajamas, they do be cute. But I got to tell y'all a story. So this week or last week, you know, I'm minding my business. You know, I always I got like a group of people that I text or call in the morning. And Miss Barb happens to be one of them. So my mom always listen, uh, myself, my friends, some of my family. Listen, we get a personal Bob's message every morning. So when I'm at work, I normally call my mom and I had to work my part time job uh, last week. So I was coming home a little late at night. I called Barb like, "Ooh, what you doing? And my mom was like, yeah, I'm just frustrated. I'm like, well, what's wrong? Wrong girl, she's like, yeah. We took Sunshine to the groomer today, and uh, you know, we had a nine o'clock appointment. We got there at eight thirty. She was like, I noticed the groomer was not his car wasn't there. Then she said she saw other people pulling up, and then the groomer never like came. And my mom was like, there's at least like five people out there. My mom's like, well, how, how are he gonna do this? Um, and you know, my mom don't play about Sunshine, so so my mom was like. I ain't feeling the spirit so I'm just go home so she called the groomer confirmed for the next day uh, for nine o'clock her and John arrived to the groomer and she says like you know uh, she and John uh, take sunshine out and they're like waiting by the door uh, it was look, raining a little bit so my mom said that uh, she ran to the car uh, to get a little you listen if y'all got a black mama then y'all know them little plastic little things they wrap around they, a little plastic bonnet so her hair don't get wet now mind you when my mom said that her and John were standing outside there by herself then my mom said when she went to the car she seen like a couple with their dog coming up my mom went to the car Got a little head bonnet and child, she said she got out the car and John was arguing with the couple. I said, Ooh. now, listen, if y'all know anything about my stepdad, he don't play about his customer service, about, you know, listen about his gazebos. He will call. He get a defective product. He will literally look the product up where the origin of it's at. Call them and get a new product sent. So my mom said by the time she went to the car and got back I guess the groomer uh must have opened the door and the couple went in now uh side note to the side note I guess sunshine had to go pee or do the poo poo so she must have been peeing or pooping and John was like picking up her poo poo and then like when he got to the thing the, the the groomer took the people and child you know John John and my mom been out there since 8 30 John had to let the people know my mom said that she had to play referee my mom said ah, nah, 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 nah. Child, y'all, listen. Why? Listen, the, the old people fighting outside the groomer about who was first. Now, sidebar, they was there. And that couple that came up, they saw John waiting there. And then I guess John like walked around the corner to, you know, whatever. And then they came back. The couple should have said somebody was there. And my mom was like, that's what John was saying. And I was like, was he screaming? My mom was like, yes. And listen, John can scream. And then I said, well, who got their dog groomed first? My mom said, who you think? Okay, don't play with Sunshine and don't play with John. Uh, so, child, that was the drama I was dealing with earlier in this week. My mom's calling and texting me. I'm like, oh, God. But listen, enough about the Sunshine Barb drop. 
Sunshine, Barb, and John Groom a Drama. Let's get into this week's episode. We have a juicy episode for you. We got the church announcements this week. The baby boy, Wendeezy, is back, and we are breaking down episode five. And listen, we have a podcast first. We welcome to the podcast this week, Sharia Lloyd from Survivor China. Issa Rae is back with the final season of Insecure. So I asked my good, 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 good Sharia to come and break these episodes down with me. So listen, we've got a great episode with that. And we are back this week with Purple Pants Play by Play. I told y'all I was bringing it and it's back. We got Barb's message and the freak of the week. Like I said, we got a jam it jam, jam jam, jam packed episode. So listen, buckle your seatbelts, shoot your shot, and let's get into these church announcements. We are on to this week's church announcements. And, you know, I like to, you know, promote stuff in the church announcements. I also like to speak to what's going on in my life, on my friend's life and the church announcements. And this week is no different. Um, I was having a conversation with my friend this week and it really resonated with me. And I said, listen, somebody in the Purple Pants Posse needs to hear this. The title of the episode is Shoot Your Shot. And we will miss 100% of the shots we don't take. And so there are times we might be scared to shoot a shot, uh, but we can't be. We've got to advocate and speak up for ourselves. And we have to be confident to know even if we don't miss the shot, it is still worth shooting. I was talking with my friend and some of you may be familiar this time of the year is like appraisal time. Uh, you know, you do your end of the year appraisal and uh, you do your evaluations, your supervisor, your boss. However, they take a look at it and some people get an increase. Uh, you might get a cost of living wage increase. My one friend uh, has been working at their job and over the last couple of months, it's been a lot of frustration because they feel like they've been doing extra work just due to the new transition and their boss kept telling them like, ah, I'm going to try to like get your promotion. I'm going to try to, you know, on your next annual performance, I'm going to try to like bump you up. So the annual performance came up and uh, they essentially, they they promoted them, gave them a million more things to do, which is great. Like, give me my title change. Give me, you know, I will take on more responsibility. But the increase did not match uh, what the description of the job was. And we were just talking about it. And my friend was like, I don't really know what to do. And I said, well, listen, Go back to your manager. Ask for how you can request for more. My friend went back. They were like, oh, this has to go through HR. Listen, we didn't looked up in the Googles comparable jobs with the duties that this person does and the average range of salary for somebody in that level. And, uh, you know, my friend compiled an email to request to talk to HR to say, listen, this is what I was offered. However, 
Because listen, we're going to shoot our shot and we're going to believe in ourselves that we are worthy of amazing things. And people may always try to lowball us. But listen, we're going to shoot our shot. And my friend essentially just wrote an email like these are the comparables. This is what I think I would love to have a conversation uh, about this. And I don't know the outcome of it. I haven't asked my friend, but um, I just want to normalize speaking up for ourselves. I want to normalize knowing our worth and asking for it. There are so many times in life people just offer us stuff and we accept it because we're like, oh, I don't deserve it. But but no, listen, everything is a negotiation. So let's normalize shooting our shot in every which aspect of our life, whether if it's a job, whether if it's friendship, whether if it's shooting your shot on getting a mortgage to a house, shoot the shot. What's the worst that can happen? Okay, we get denied. Guess what? We figure out what we need to do and we'll shoot it again. We miss a hundred percent of every shot we don't take. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's a man who, it's a man you Be potatoes like we cooking up a great stew It's a man who, it's a man you Be potatoes like we cooking up a great stew It was definitely smoke giving So I don't appreciate you starting this podcast off cussing me out I'm just saying, you deserve it I'm walking around with somebody else's credit card right now it's, And somebody's walking around with mine It's not my fault. I mean, I might have been the deliverer of the card to you, but it's not my fault. You're trying to get me arrested. That's all there is to it. I don't accept it. Anyway, uh, locked up. They won't let me out. They won't let me out. I'm locked up. They won't listen. Free mother go under. <laughs> <laughs> we are back this week. Okay. I just got cussed out by the boy with DZ because mm-hmm. it was a mix up in the credit card. He say it's my fault. He'd be more responsible. <laughs> but how am I supposed to be more responsible when it's your credit card? First of all, let me just explain the story to the posse so people don't think that I'm irresponsible. So we went out the other night, you know, grabbed a couple little cocktails. And then in the middle of me wetting my whistle, listening to some live music, the fire alarm go off. And they the said bar- everybody out. Everybody out. 
Like, we need everybody. First of all, I thought the lady was going to come back and be like, don't worry, you know, it's, it's the test. Stay there. We about to turn it off. She was like, I need everybody to move to the closest exit. She sent now, us out. Now, y'all know me. Listen, okay, I'm on a limited budget. Okay, y'all got my credit card on the file. So I run up to the bar. I'm like, hi, excuse me. My name Bryce. I say, can you grab my credit card? So the one lady was like, I can't get you your credit card. You got to leave. I saw another lady. I said, excuse me. Um, I need my credit card. So then she started getting my credit card. Then Joey came over. Joey was like, get mine too. And Wendell casually walks out with his drinking <laughs> hand. Talk about Bryce, get mine. With my wine. With your wine. So then the lady got my card. She got Joey card. We're like, Wendell Holland, Wendeezy. So we see the car. She has it. She swipes it. Then the other lady came back and was like, they have to leave now and scared the one lady. So she like dropped the bucket of credit cards. And then I'm like, it's the the silver one. So she gives me that. I signed. Listen, I signed a $40 tip. OK, run outside. OK, smoke all in my lungs. Smoke okay. in your lungs. Listen, the firefighters almost carried me out trying to get this credit card. They put me on oxygen. One of them gave me CPR. I think this is an embellishment. I think this was your dream last night. No. And then I, I get one to the car. He don't even say thank you. He just puts it in his pocket. Why would I thank you for giving me the wrong card? Okay. You, do y'all see the ungratefulness that I'm getting? Okay. I need to be acting more like Ricard. Okay. And just saying no. Now listen, we, we didn't got that out the way. We bet with the Survivor recap of episode five. Baby boy, when DZ, we hype, we ready to go to DC. Listen, some of y'all might be listening to this and we in DC already. Some of y'all might be listening to us and we're going to be in DC tomorrow. But listen, break us down. Episode five. And I always like to say, you know, the episode comes out on Tuesday. So listen, we wetting y'all whistle for the next episode tomorrow. Let's do this. We start off on the green tribe, the Ua tribe. Ooh. And this is, ooh, and this is post. A great episode where JD got blindsided. Mm, 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 mm. So we're back at the camp. Jeannie's feeling good because they protected her. Ricard and Shan protected her. They got rid of JD and she decides it's the appropriate time to go looking for an idol. <laughs> she goes out. She finds the idol. Oh. And what does she do? What are you supposed to do when you find you idol? listen? Now, I never done this before. <laughs> Okay, I've seen it happen multiple times on my season. You keep it to yourself. And especially, Jeannie, after you just discovered that don't nobody really got your back. Okay, you just said an episode ago you ain't cooking or cleaning no more. Now you're going to go run and tell the idol? She got extra comfortable with these two. Extra comfortable. She was literally super mad at them for voting out Brad a couple nights prior. The, the, the immediate night before, okay, they save her butt and they get JD out of there. So what does she do the next day as they, you know, kind of kind of give her a little trust back? She decides to spill all the beans. She finds this advantage and brings it to Ricard and Shan. It's still wrapped up. It's a beware advantage. Oh, she okay? didn't open it. Okay. It's a beware. She, she like you got the credit huh? card, didn't even look at it. Man, I'm out of here. So she decides to bring it to Shan and Ricard. Shan suggests leaving it. Because our voice is the most powerful thing in the game, and that's what we need. And she was basically saying, you know, if you open this and we already kind of know what, what it'll be, you will lose your vote until everybody else finds their idols. So Shan was kind of suggesting to Jeannie that, you know what, let's just leave it to be safe. Jeannie's like, all right, cool. So they leave it. Then the masterminds 
Ricard and Shan start plotting. Shan's music starts going. They're like, you know what? Maybe we should open it. Like, how can we do this and not allow Jeannie to know that we actually have it? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so Ricard suggests, hey, why don't you open it? Throw throw my bracelet in there. We'll leave it as like a fake idol. Ultimately, they decide we're going to go open this thing and we'll figure it out. So Shan and Ricard open it up and they realize it's it's the same phrase that Brad had to say. I didn't realize this till now. Broccoli is just a bunch of small trees. And Shan is trying to figure out how can she get this phrase Shannon and Ricard are figuring it out how can they get this phrase into the challenge without either tipping everybody off or tipping Jeannie off because Jeannie literally just trusted them and and rehid this idol that she found so now they're like man we need to find a, a shady way to slip this phrase in to the next challenge and I tip my hats off to Ricard because listen it's the level of gameplay for me and uh, when I was a survivor, I don't know if I could have been able to come up with something as clever as that. You're absolutely right. He, oh. uh, he's well, dog. Uh, dog <laughs> listen, OK, no. I, well, well I, I do mean that you wouldn't have been able to come up with something uh, as clever as that. But I also believe that I, I take my hat off to Ricard because this man is a strategic beast. The guy, the guy is he's legit. He came to play. He came like this is his second time playing Survivor. He's oh. he's here to play the game. How did I complain? You just complain. <laughs> so fast forward, we get to we get to Luvu, the blue tribe. Sydney's uh, swimming in the water. She's fishing. She says she considers herself a mermaid okay. and she's out there basically killing it in the water, doing her thing. Then we got Deshaun and Danny walking around and Deshaun again suggests throwing the challenge. And Danny basically says in his confessional that he sees a lot of the numbers of the guys on the other tribes dwindling. And he's scared post-merge that there might be some kind of a, a, a an all-girls alliance going on. So he's considering it. And then they decide to bring our man Nasir in and they suggest it to Nasir. Do you think, Bryce, if you if you didn't already watch this, do you think Nasir would want to throw a challenge? Uh, uh, no, we know who Nasir is the GOAT. He ain't confused on no Afro turf, okay? He's the goat of all goats. And I don't mean survival goat. I mean greatest of all times at these challenges. But again, another thing that confuses me is that uh, Nasir has taken shot after shot after shot after shot at Danny and Deshaun. And again, little old Erica come to Deshaun, you know, just speak a strategy. And in my Beyonce words, the whole world stop, okay? And they try to throw the challenge for her, but yet they open the seer with open arms. Again, I don't know if it is the edit and we are not seeing how more lethal my purple hair bandit Erica is, but it got your baby boy confused. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So it, it, clearly we're not seeing too much of them. They keep winning. So we're going to see more of the tribes that are going to tribal council. And that's been Ua, the green tribe. They've been going all the time. <laughs> so the ones that remain are battle tested, like they say later in the episode. But we haven't seen a lot of blue. So we don't know what's really we don't know the real story of what's going on at the blue tribe. But they uh, they yes, Danny and Deshaun suggested to Nasir and he's like, nah, we're not. I'm not throwing. I'm, I, I don't want to throw a challenge. Then we go over to the Yasser tribe, the yellow tribe. Yes. Yes. Evie <laughs> is, uh, Evie basically says that the, the women are kind of tight. And then she, she starts walking with Xander and she's kind of trying to make him feel like he's in. So 
They start strategizing and plotting together. All the while, Tiffany is telling Liana that she's not too trusting of Evie because of her going off with Xander and plotting and strategizing with Xander. So it's like Evie is kind of kind of just keeping things tight with Xander to preserve the ruse. Or that's a good position kind of because you want to kind of be connected with everyone. But she thinks that the women are tight. But Tiffany's over here telling Liana that she doesn't trust Evie. Absolutely. And I've said this before in one of our recaps. Evie reminds me of the Sarah Lucina in Kagion getting extremely too comfortable and thinking that like you are the sway vote and you're not. And ultimately, Sarah Lucina got undermined and Kagian right at the merge. She thought she was a swing vote and they voted her out. And my question to you is, if you are Xander in this predicament with these three girls and your closest ally is Evie, would you be worried of the all girl alliance or would you feel confident with Evie? And we don't really get to see a lot of Zand at this point, but I am curious to know his like thought process being in this predicament. I would be concerned and I'm standing around. I have all this stuff in my pocket, none of which I can use and I can't even vote. I would be concerned. Yes. And I'd be hoping that someone on the other tribe finds the idol so that, you know, his idol can be activated and so that he can finally have a vote. Also, Jeff took to his Instagram last week and asked the question, like, what were your thoughts on rummaging through people's bags uh, during the game? Uh, and we know that Tiffany and Liana, they said, listen, we need to know the tea. And they rummaged through the bags and they saw Xander's. I, I don't know. They saw everything, bro. They saw that. Ooh, while they were. <laughs> Goodness, here he goes. <laughs> Sorry. While Evie was walking with Xander. Uh, that's when Tiffany suggested that Liana look through his bag and Liana, she is a very, she's brilliant. First of all, she went through the bag, saw his stuff, read what was going on with the idol, understood the language and knows that, you know, if these things are said, th- these are the three phrases. And, and she basically tells Tiffany what she found in the bag. Tiffany uh, wasn't having it, felt uh, betrayed. Uh, Xander in a good faith of, you know, in the predicament I just asked you about, I guess he's trying to, you know, uh, warm up to the other side and reveals to Tiffany, uh, that he does have the idol. He uh, found it he, earlier he, today. He found it earlier today. Now, another question I want to ask you, did Zaddy Zand make a JD move and slip up with that information to Tiffany? Or do you feel like he was caught off guard or do you feel like he was caught slacking? He he slipped up. He he made a little JD slip up because he said money. See, here's the thing. These idols are very specific. And the phrases that you have to say in front of everybody at the challenge, these are phrases that people will remember. So if he says he found it earlier today and Tiffany knows the language that's used on the idols, she can easily remember the fact that he said that butterflies are our relatives visiting or whatever the phrase is. She's heard that before numerous times, so she can easily catch this man in such a lie. But Xander don't know everything that she knows. So I guess the real question is, in a situation like this with Xander, should he have come forth a little bit more? Or if you're going to want to bargain information uh, for loyalty, you got to like be forthcoming because you never really know what information people know. That's the thing. You don't want to get caught in your lie. You don't know what people know. Xander's at a point where he he doesn't have anything. He doesn't even have his vote. So it's smart of him to start opening the doors of communication one way or another. But 
I mean, in hindsight, 2020, and I'm looking at it from an outsider's perspective. But man, if you start to share something, you got to be careful with your lies. Right. You got to be careful with how you start opening up and sharing, because in his case, this just makes Tiffany look at him even funnier. She says in her confessional, he says first, he says that uh, that she works with uh, troubled youth or something and she's a forgiving person. She says, oh, no, no, I work with people. I, I can tell lies. And now I'm on to Xander. Mm, 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 mm. Listen, that's that social worker. OK, I get her. I understand that language. And so it'll be interesting to see what and how it happens. Uh, all the while, they all still know that Xander does not have a vote. And that is critical information that, again, Xander does not know uh, what's happening because he's being played by Evie. And low key, Evie might be being played by Tiffany and Liana. On to the challenge. It's day 11. This challenge is for immunity and reward. The reward is a tarp. The first two tribes that win will both be given immunity. The first tribe that wins gets a big tarp and the second tribe gets a smaller tarp. And tarps are great on the island because it rains a lot. But you can also sometimes use tarps as like a blanket. So that works out kind of well also. So tarps are a good thing to have out there. You have Jeff coming out. He basically tees everybody up with their phrases. So Jeff says, this is the hottest spot in all of Fiji, might be the hottest spot in the world. And what do you guys think? And that's when Ricard steps up and basically says that they're losing their mind. Shen Shen is a vegan and she's losing her mind. And this is a perfect alley-oop for Shan to say that broccoli looks like little trees because that's the phrase she has to say to get the idol out. While also, uh, you know, they convinced it to Jeannie, like, uh, let's pretend and say the phrases to see we can know who knows it uh, and not really to get Jeannie to suspect that they actually are trying to harness the three way ITAL power. Yeah, they wanted to see if the person on Luvu had theirs because, you know, three people hadn't been saying phrases. So they wanted to they made Jeannie think that, you know, all right, this is us just just trying to see if they have it. So uh, Ricard tees up Shan perfectly. She says it, but he also throws it to Xander. He's like, yeah, and homeboy over there basically said that butterflies are something. And that's when Xander's like, I actually said, I believe that butterflies are our dead relatives coming to say hi. And so that was just a perfect alley-oop from our boy Ricard. Um, Then Jeff is like, okay, he's about to get started. And out of the blue, oh. our, boy, our boy Nasir says, Jeff, I am as confused as a goat on AstroTurf. The way I screamed for Nasir. But listen, I got to ask you, Wendell, how do you feel about not knowing that he found the idol until just now? I I loved it. I loved they They kept the audience in the dark. They didn't let us know. As a matter of fact, Earlier in the episode, when we were on Levu, the blue tribe, it was like Danny, Deshaun, and Nasir. Danny and Deshaun were thinking that your girl Erica had the idol. They were talking about it. Literally, a matter of, you know, however long prior. Fast forward, you have Nasir dropping the statement and also in his confessional saying that he found the idol that morning. So we saw these guys talking about it, and Nasir probably had it on him then. And so now in Nasir saying it, all the idols are in play and everyone has their idols. Let's the, go. 
The magic power unites the three-way. Ooh, sound kind of freaky. <laughs> the three-way idols. Yes, the the idols are are in play. But what I also thought was cool about this, we see our guy Nasir, who's becoming a fan favorite, and he has kind of like a flashback, and he talks about his daughter. His daughter would make and hide idols in their backyard, Aww. and he said that she'd put them out there and make them find them on a daily basis. And that and he he just thought about his daughter and he found this idol. It was a beautiful moment. It was it was like a jaw dropping moment because nobody knew that Nasir of all people. Well, we should have known that Nasir would find the idol. So it was great to see that he now has an idol. And then we started the challenge. Was I the only one? Because listen, you know, I grew up watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I really wanted them to like get on their knee and be like, idols unite. You would tribe. Ooh. <laughs> When our powers combine, okay, oh no, that's Captain Planet. Yeah, no. What was uh, in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? What was the 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 screen's face? Uh, was it Zordon? I didn't watch Power Rangers. Oh my god. Okay, next, uh, Purple Pants Posse. Let me know. Was it Zordon? The like the talking face of the Power Rangers. And low key, the yellow Power Ranger genie was my favorite. Okay, go ahead. So okay, we're in the challenge. We we start the challenge. Obviously, Blue uh, Levu gets up and over where they have to kind of toss each other up to this kind of rope ladder suspended in the air. They get up there first, easy, because they're beasts. We see Xander. He gets up there, and he kind of falls and, like, knocks his head oh. really hard. Oh. And then um, and then there's a, there's a portion where they have to kind of unbraid this braided rope that has a key at the top of it. And they put your boy Nasir on it. And you know Nasir okay. flying through all any and all challenges. Um, the, he gets to the machete easily. They, they, they chop a rope. The rope lets down a bunch of sandbags, which they have to then slingshot at the end. Oh, slingshot. Okay. So Nasir gets to the slingshot first. Of course, he hits one. Of course. Money. Then, money. <laughs> money. So then <laughs> Ricard gets, gets up next. He shoots one short. Then Xander comes up and he Ooh. knocks one down. Boom. Then Xander knocks another one down. Boom. Then your boy Xander knocks another one down. Boom. Money. Money. That's that's when you can talk your stuff. That's okay. when you can say money. Listen, now I know you had a previous experience on the slingy shot. Yes, I did. Is it easy? Is it easy as Zeddy Zan made it look? Xander definitely made it look easy. It's not easy. You got to you got to really pull that thing back really hard in order for it to shoot straight. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, I don't got to pull it much hard. Then, okay? uh, no. No. I don't I, got to try at all. Oh, oh my gosh. Now, now my whistle uh, on the anonymous profile that I created on Reddit and put a poll up and said that. Xander better at the slingshot that window. And listen, the a unanimous a thousand percent agree. What you got to say to them? They, that that didn't happen. Oh, okay. Send me that link. Okay. I, I might need to make a unanimous or some people would call anonymous. <laughs> I did not say unanimous. I said I anonymous. An anonymous uh, Reddit thread, Reddit, Reddit username. So anyway, Xander hits them all, all three of them. Danny tags Nasir out. Danny misses. Um, the Ricard is still uh, not doing the best. Nasir tags Danny back out. Um, 
We get a nice slow-mo from Ricard. Oh, he pulls the slingshot back. He lets it go. And floating through the air. And it nicks the top of But it doesn't fall down. And then we get our bar- boy Nasir pulling the slingshot back. Boom. He nails it. Ooh. Why am I on this podcast? <laughs> listen, I'm listen. I'm just listening. Can, can I tell you with the story? <laughs> Nasir hits the target. He gives Danny a dap. They actually have a special handshake. It's like uh, it's like they like one, two, three claps, and they do some 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 weird. They got a special hand hand clap. Ooh, can handshake. we make one? Nope. Oh, and then we look <laughs> at our girl. <laughs> we look at our girl Shan, and she's crying. She looks defeated. And it's obvious. I mean, they have to, they have to go to tribal. There's only three of them. There's nowhere to hide. Someone's going home again from Ua. Now this, when the episode picks on up, okay. And if this is the mighty Morphin shady Rangers, okay. Ricard powers have united. (laughs) Slow down, slow, slow down, Bryce. Yes, so we want we we need Bryce to slow down because yes, the Ricard powers definitely unite, but it's after there's a special trip that is taken. Oh, okay. Ooh, to, I didn't forget all about that. To Extra Boat Island. So Yasa has to pick someone from Ua to go on a journey. They pick Shan. And then Yasa gets to either send one of their own or they get to send someone from Levu. They decide uh Liana should go. So Liana and Shan go to this extra vote island to take a journey. Whew. They start walking up the mountain. Oh. Shan is excited to meet her. Um, it seems like they have an automatic connection. Yes. The two black women on the island. Yes. Um, it's clear that they've, you know, competed against each other, but maybe they saw each other during pre uh, whatever. They, they want, it's clear that they want to work together. It's a beautiful thing. They're walking up, uh, opening up to one another. Shan says to Liana that she has the idol. Oh, Liana says that Xander has an extra vote and oh. an idol. Liana says that when she gets back, she's not going to say anything about Shan's idol. Mm. Shan says, if I'm not here tomorrow on day 12, oh. then you know Ricard stabbed me in the back because he is my number one. And if I'm not here, he can't be trusted. Lord Jesus. No. Then. Um, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's more good. Can see you. Then Shan opens up about her mom who passed mm. away when she was 32. This mm. is a very emotional moment. They start hugging each other and, and crying. And this is when I realized that. And I had no idea. Shan has a hell of a story. Um, she says how she was in foster care growing up. She mm. was kind of running in the wrong circles. Um, got connected with a gang somehow, some way. They don't delve into that. But finally, a friend from school brought her to church, and that's how she turned her life around and became a pastor. Mm. I love the story. I loved it. For me, it's not a story. It's a testimony um, that like, yeah, you know, all things through him. Uh, For me in this moment, it was very emotional. Um, I believe I was watching it next to you and you told me to shut up because I had like something to say every three seconds. Uh, But 
it was really just great to see two powerful black women in the game of Survivor uniting. And not only uniting, it was just like, you know, it's something about uh, like, you know, black women are just amazing black girl power. And it was just something about their immediate empathy, their immediate support for each other. And I just thought that it was just so great. In Survivor, we do not see that often. One, because there's only ever a lot of the seasons, one black woman. Um, and if there are two, they don't get to link up or they don't get to become a power couple or they do not work together out of fear of being considered a duo. So to see this on Survivor, I don't know if it will last, but just the optics of it is just for me so amazing. Um, so long in Survivor, we've seen classic white female duos with poverty, with call peppers, with the Whitworths, with the Aubreys, like, you know, and it's great. We love them, but it's like to, to actually be able to possibly see two strong black women for me personally as a black man that is derived from a black woman. Um, it really does my heart good. And again, this initiative of the diversity on Survivor is just it just continues to blossom in ways that when we were advocating for it uh, to happen, I never even knew how much it could touch me. Now you're seeing it, man. Congratulations. Like there was a lot of work put in to have, you know, such a colorful and dynamic cast Survivor, Big Brother, et cetera. And now you're seeing what what your hard work, you know, you're seeing the fruits of your labor. Because, you know, it's it's a rainbow of a cast and this is an awesome cast and everyone can latch on to somebody and everyone can root for somebody. And for us to have these powerful moments of these two tremendous players, uh, brilliant in their own right, for us to to see them meet on this island and really have a connection. It was uh, it was pretty profound. And Shan said she said something in her in her confessional. She said. Connections are so much bigger than the time you spend with people Mm. because she basically said they walked up a mountain for three hours or however long it was, but they really felt it. They felt that bond. They felt that connection. They cried in each other's arms and then they had to split up. And before they left each other, um, Shan said that she needs to preserve her vote for the night because there are only three of them going into tribal, but also she wants Liana to have something that she can bring back to Yassa and that she can bring past the merge. So they basically agreed that Shan would protect her vote going forward and Lana would risk hers and get some kind of a reward coming home. I love it. I love the forehand thinking um, and to be able to protect your good sister. Now back on the green tribe with you say the forehand thinking. <laughs> what, what did it mean? Wait, you know when you think forward, oh, forward, for- forward thinking. Yes, yes, sure, yep. But if it's also in your hand, forward hand thinking. Like, come on, use your head. Come on, you went to law yeah. school. Listen, yeah, so the forward hand thinking. So, <laughs> so I, I I see where you're going with that because if we moved a little forward in the episode, Liana got something in her hand that was an okay. advantage, and this is the knowledge is power advantage. She oh. got this in tree mail when she got back to camp now you know we got to talk about it okay people like steven fishback dalton ross are all up in arms they feel like survivor is a game that is built on deception so to have a knowledge is power idol that at any given time you can ask someone do you have an advantage do you have an idol or (laughs) that's it and they have to be honest and they have to be honest 
and never before in this game, which is built on deception, built on lying, built on not being able to uh, to have to reveal your cards. People feel like they not happy with it. They hate it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, it's um. this is a very, very, very powerful tool. It's not you nullifying somebody's something. It's you taking it from them and you being able to. And it's them having to tell you the truth about it. I love it. I, I For me, again, I get it. Survivor is a, you know, it is built on deception. However, we see players like Ricard being able to bend the rules. So I feel like, you know, one, it's great because it, then it alters the rule. Jeff keeps saying the monster, a new era. Like, yes. And the new era, something like this might happen. And uh, I love it for the underdogs, for people that you want to root for, for the pre-merge boots or something like I, for me, it throws another twist that for some might debilitate them. For others, it might build their game up. So, again, it's just I love it. I mean, I understand but it's not like she could just go around to everybody and be like, tell me what you got. Tell me what you got. Tell me what you got. Tell me right, what you I got. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Tell me so what you, you got. So so you love it? I mean, I I think it adds a new nah, dimension. stand on your words. You love it? I do. You, you love it? So I do. Uh, and what's this thing that you put out every year with the, some 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 fellas in it that you sell every year? What's it called? The what? Uh, the Zaddy Calendar Tread okay. Lightly. Uh-huh. And now, uh, who from this cast is going to be in that, hopefully, going forward? I don't know. We have the The Zaddy Committee has not uh they, they have not convened. Okay, all right. But if you had your pick and you could pick... One one gentleman that talks a lot of, about a lot of butterflies. I, listen, I'm not you're not going to get me to commit to something, but say what you got to say. What if, about it? If you could pick one person that might be ideal for your calendar, who would that be? I mean, it'd be everybody. OK, so in saying that Z- you would love to have Xander in your calendar. My, my next that, question to you. My next question to you is. Who is this advantage listen, I, going listen, to harm I, I, on listen, the island? What you not going to do? Who is this going to harm listen, on the island? Does Eddie Kellinger have nothing to do with the knowledge is power? Okay? I'm just saying, you like, you, like, listen, you like that advantage, I, but listen, it seems that's like... That's not what I said. Mr. Zaddy Zander, I, I guarantee you, That's Mr. Zaddy Zander. Listen, listen, why? Okay, first of all, you won Ghost Island and we saw how you did on Winners at War. So listen, uh, you of all people should know if Liana is going to use this, she already knows Zander got the idol. So why would she waste it on him? Hello? Wake up. That's a hot mighty, take. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's unite. A That's a hot take. Let me do you one better. Oh. This advantage is about knowing who has it so okay. you can steal it from them. Oh, I didn't know that. She, I know you can steal it. If she knows Xander has it, she'll walk up to him and say, hey, do you have an idol? He has to be truthful oh. and he has to hand it over. Oh, I mean, I didn't know that part, but either way, I feel like it makes the game more riveting. Yes, it's it does. the monster. All I'm saying is I have a feeling. Okay. That this is going to bite Xander. Oh. And when oh. I start thinking about. I like them even more. Oh, get me off of this damn. When I Play start. It. <laughs> Use it. Give it to me. <laughs> when I start thinking about the merge that is inevitable, this thing is coming. <sighs> we saw in the next time on Survivor, he said, drop your buffs. There might oh. be a merge coming. When I start thinking about merge boots, usually it's. Someone that everyone can target, someone that's big and strong, someone that might be a challenge beast. I happen to be the merge boot on Winners at War. Oh. 
Chris Noble was the merge boot on uh, Ghost Island. We were able Sarah to just Lucina. beasts. You know these 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 people that can be beasts, right? Bryce Isaiah. I was a pre-merge boot before the merge. Bryce, they didn't kick you out because they thought you were going to be a <laughs> no. They okay, beast. listen. Continue with the episode because we about to get derailed quickly. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, I know this merge is coming up, and it might be. This week for our DC party, oh. we might be watching the merge. When I start thinking about who could be a merge boot, I think of a Xander, but I also think of a Danny, pro football player, big, strong guy. Or then I think of a Nasir, big, strong, challenge beast. You think of these people that can go on these these runs, and those are some of the people that can do it. I mean, yeah, but we don't need to put Xander name out there. I'm like just that. saying, you were the one that loves Leanna's advantage. I do. I, okay, first of all, that I did is not gonna say, bite Xander I, in the butt. I, Bryce Lattale, love the advantage that Leanna has so I can harm Xander. No, I said I like the evolution of the game to have this. Oh well, it's, it's good that you're you're changing your tone. Of it ain't what I'm changing my tone. Run it back. Either way, I feel like it makes the game more riveting. I like the evolution of the game. Um, I, but I, I agree with the, the fishbacks and the everyone else's that said this is a very, very, very powerful tool. All it is good in, for an underdog, like you said. Right. All coming from people that have done historically well on the game or not have played the game. Not from people that have played the game and could have rolled the dice, could have used something like this. You're right. Okay, so, so let me speak for my people. You go over there and stay with the winners. Gladly. Or so now pre- I merge li- boots. <laughs> Where the gladly at? Gladly. Now you can talk about Ricard harnessing his power. Now, okay. While Shan and uh, Liana were over there having a uh, red table hike, okay, here for it. Uh, Ricard was over there with Jeannie. And for me, Ricard was, you know, pushing the envelope that he can't trust Shan. And, you know, laying it heavy on to Jeannie. And Jeannie kind of saw right through it. Here is my thing. My one advice to Ricard in that situation was sometimes you know what it is and less is more. So I wouldn't have even attempted that. I would have just stayed to my loyalty with Shane and even said, like, you know, because when Shan came back, she was a little distrusting of uh, Ricard. And they really had a, a a huge moment in that essence. But what would it have been like if Ricard would have been like to Shan, listen, I ain't even tried with her. And no, I don't know. It would have been like this. Oh. If you don't do anything to try, if you're Ricard, then that pushes Jeannie to possibly use the shot in the dark. Right. They uh, wanted to do as much damage control as possible. Didn't think like that. Okay. Yeah, so that 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 was the reason why. Because uh, we you smart, you you is smart. Just you listen, is talented. Listen to the episode. So Ricard, he was going hard. He went too hard though. That's that's where it is. It's like he went extra hard to where Jeannie kind of just saw through it. And then Shan comes back, and now Shan gets her one on ones with each person. And um, because he went so hard to Jeannie, and because Shan knows Ricard is kind of a weaselly mastermind kind of a person, Shan was kind of questioning him. Hey, Jeannie, did he give you the pitches as to why you guys should vote me out? Shan was a little bit concerned that, that Ricard might actually go against her. 
Um, and then it came down to the epic response of Shan using the the verbiage that Ricard gave her to use on JD, and she asked for the steal a vote back. She asked for it back. So, oh. and this was a great scene where she's walking with Ricard and saying, "Hey, l- let me let me get that thing back." <laughs> He's like, "Are you kidding me?" Okay, you, this is some sort of power for me to have right now to allow for me to get through tonight. And she wanted it back. He basically said, this is, he said verbatim, but then you have no reason to keep me. Mm. Sounds like you're trying to blindside me. Shan said, I want what I did the legwork for with JD. She wants her extra vote back. And uh, Ricard was given very much nan and a boo boo. You can't get it. Nan. Boo, 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 okay? And listen, and, and these are the type of moments that I feel like a survivor would have tested me because if I were a card, I would want to keep it and be a weasel, but then I'd be like, Ugh, I want to keep my alliance strong with Shan, so I'll give it back. But listen, Ricard held his ground. It, it, got, it got tense. It definitely did, she and said, rightfully so. Yeah, she said, so are you saying you aren't giving it back to me? Nah, he nah. said, are you threatening to vote me out? A boo, boo. He says, I'll give it back to you tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh. Then we get a confessional where Shan says, do I bring the strategists going forward or do I bring the loyalists? And for me, again, another pre-merge boot. I'm thinking if I'm Shan, I'm going to just play my idol and make it to the next day. However, I do know the foresight or forehand sight of I want to keep my idol for as long as possible. And if I don't have to use it, I don't have to use it. But in this predicament, with my closest ally coming at me, I'm thinking, oh, use the idol. Yeah. So, again, and this is when the edit can be a little powerful because we saw this tense conversation. And then all of a sudden we're at tribal council. We don't know if that was the last conversation Shan and Ricard had. It probably wasn't. They probably got on the same page shortly thereafter, but all we saw is this like climactic, you know, them going head to head kind of sort of, and him saying he's not going to return this advantage to her, this extra vote to her. And then we go to tribal. So now, again, if that was their last conversation and you're Uh Shan, you're going to use your idol. You need to. (sighs) Who knows? Who knows what happened afterwards? And so as we get to tribal, And it's just the three of them. Jeannie kind of gives her pitch. Do you want to go with someone honest or someone that can make friends with everybody and and leave you like it's nothing? Ricard says something to the tune of him and Shan have been in lockstep. I figure out plans while she's the closer. Who's more beneficial? Now, I mean, I said, ooh, okay. Listen, Ricard said I'm throwing up these alley-oops and she making these dunks. You can't make the dunk without the alley-oop. But for me, I say to Ricard as playing devil's advocate, whose fault is that you're not closing it? I mean, you might be setting up these alley-oops, baby boy. But listen, Shannon's dunking it and it's going on her resume. And then if we at the end, you know, all the stuff that you're saying, people will have never heard or seen. All they see is Shan with the one hand in the air and her tongue out going, ah, money to the basket. <laughs> she's closing them deals and she's going, ah, money to the basket. <laughs> <laughs> she is. So I think I think that was eye opening for Ricard. He's understanding. Hey, look, I am the one setting up all of these assists, but she's getting these points and you know, maybe going forward, I need to I need to remember that. I now think that it's in his head going forward. And then Shan says something to the tune of, 
they could have been strategizing all day against her. So she doesn't think she's necessarily in the driver's seat tonight, even though we as viewers kind of see it as a either Ricard or Jeannie situation. And her last minute speech, I thought was um, to kind of prevent Jeannie from using the shot in the dark. She basically ends what she's saying before they go to vote with, I'm going with someone I can trust to the end. Ooh. And listen, they casted the votes. And after the votes came out, this was Shan. This is your man. Yeah. Look at the screen. That's mine. And, and, I, and, that's, and, that's, and that's what you're going to settle for. We'll stay beside him. Okay. Shan stuck beside Ricard. I didn't know. I, I thought she was about to get rid of him. I did too. I did too. It, it was it 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 was crazy. She I mean, it the way they made this episode look, it looked like she could have gotten rid of this guy who's been running the game with her. But now it looks like we're getting set up for some kind of a, a showdown. Uh, listen, but again, in the old Survivor School thinking, uh, Shan went the Cochran coach vote. Take the strong players with you. So, I, listen, I'm tuned in. I, I listen, y'all, all these people like, oh, I don't like all these idols. Oh, I don't like you got to tell the truth. I don't like all of this. <laughs> listen, I'm tuned in, locked and loaded, ready to go. Question. What's up? <laughs> Who would you have taken? Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. It'd have been me and Jeannie the Machine, baby. <laughs> Bryce, my, so so think of it in my in my opinion. Yeah, Jeannie is a loyalist, but man, now you're totally only using the Shan brain. Whereas we saw Ricard do some very smart, manipulative things, oh. and going forward, I think I think. He's I think gonna, she made the right decision. No, 100%. However, I think and what I am learning by getting to talking to a winner of Survivor about Survivor is that um, and this is true in real life. I am very emotional. Like I am emotion no. driven. <laughs> and I uh, and I think becoming friends with you um, has really taught me to like uh, even if my emotions are in it, take a step back, you know, take a time out. Like breathe in it for a little bit as opposed to you, which you are very, uh, you can be emotional, but you, you do, you never leave with your emotions. Joe, it's been two weeks. You've been mad at me. I never even know. <laughs> so, and I think that that also plays a big part in survivor is that like, you have to take your emotions out of it. And for players like me, uh, clearly, look at Kagyan, I had my eyes on Alexis when if I would have taken my emotions out, I would have said, listen, they split in the vote three ways. Why don't I just join the bandwagon and get rid of Morgan and save myself? But my emotions would not allow me to do that. Um, and so the older I get and the on the road to a better Bryce that I am, I am learning to like, I'm learning that I can't not help the emotion that I have, but I am learning that I don't always need to act on them or show them. Mm. And it's hard. So I think that 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 plays. And when I say genie, I just put myself in that like predicament, like very quickly. And I'm like, oh, no, he got to go. But listening to you explain and talk makes me realize, yeah, 10 minutes after I would have got rid of Ricard, I'd have been like, I should have stuck beside him. It's like having a, a very powerful weapon in your arsenal. It's like 
having a machine gun with you. And yeah, you, it's, I think, I think holding him was a, was a good idea. I'm excited to see where the two of them and their alliance goes. I would love to see this alliance go all the way to the end. Ooh. But I think, I think they're going to, I think they're going to go for each other at some point. Yeah. I definitely think the fracture in the, the uh, porcelain uh, doll has a crack in it. And I don't know if it's going to be able to stand the test of time. Mm. I don't know. But what we do know is we hear next time on Survivor. Drop your buffs. Oh, but I don't know if it's a merge merge. Because if you watch the preview, it may just like we've never done this before Mm -hmm. in Survivor history. So listen, all y'all people that love to tweet how much you hate the new stuff. Get your tweets ready because we about to see something we ain't never seen before. It's going to be something uh, something special. What do you think it could be? I don't know. I feel like they're going to switch. They're just going to uh, mix up the tribes, and they're still going to say three. Or Some people call that a swap. A swap. <laughs> <laughs> they either going to swap the two tribes or three tribes, but they're not going to merge, merge. There are 12 or, people left. Or they can merge, merge, but it's not an individual game yet. Mm. Wow. Wow. And then you have all of these relationships that were built on Extra Vote Island and whatnot. Right. Yeah, that would be, I'd like that, man. I'd like to see that. Or what if they swap to two tribes on the same island? Yeah, and, and live together. Yeah, like that, I think that would be interesting because then it's like you get to see, yes, come on, come on, uh, yeah, come on, uh, forehand seeing Bryce. That's what I would like to see. I think that that would be a spicy twist. Other than that, I don't know. But listen, y'all, we got to go get ready for DC. So if you come into DC, we will see you in DC, DC, okay, in the DMV, okay. And listen, y'all won't want to be there because listen, who we got coming? Ooh, we but got some you, big ones. Oh, oh, come on. Bryce. Oh, I'm sorry. I, listen, I only am reacting to what you say. But listen, if you guys don't come to DC, you can catch us next week here on the Purple Pants Podcast. Bryce and Win breaking it down. Peace. Keep it the menu rolling. Keep it the menu rolling. Keep it the menu rolling. Keep, 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 keep it rolling. And I am so excited. Well, actually, I'm excited, sad, overjoyed, and with a lot of emotions because. Insecure is back and you know that is a staple here on the Purple Pants podcast. I've covered all of the seasons that my podcast has been on and last night or Sunday night season five premiere, which is super exciting. However, it's also sad because it is an end of an era and I figure, you know what? I can't cover Insecure by myself. I need to make a phone call. I need to call a girlfriend. I need to call my Issa to my Molly. I got to call my Molly to my Issa. And so I'm so excited to have Sharia Lloyd, my good Judy on duty from Survivor China here on the Purple Pants Podcast. Okay, I'm here. Yes. <laughs> How are you? How's everything? Okay. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I mean, finally, I, I get to be on the podcast. I feel real official now. Thanks for well, the invites. Listen, always. Well, first of all, I always said you would be on the podcast, but I one thing that I've discovered being a host is like, you gotta find the right like zhuzh to the zhuzhay. This is true. This is true. I'm just happy to be here. Yes. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so excited to talk Insecure. So, have you been following Insecure for the whole five seasons? That I have. Yes. 
and loyal. What was about? What was it about Insecure that drew you in? It's so funny because my girlfriends and I were just talking about this. I think it's because it's just so relatable, mm-hmm. um, like age-wise, the situations, the stuff that they go through. I'm like, oh, we can all see ourselves a little bit in Issa and all the other characters for sure. That's I what I would have to say is like when it came on, just again, just seeing and not so much about the age and where mm-hmm. they're at in life, but more specifically, like to see black people yes. that are young, fly, ratchet, like doing well for themselves. Some some people still trying to figure it out like I really could see my friend group in every one of the characters absolutely today I was like oh everybody's had a um, Lawrence on the couch well not on their couch but they've had a Lawrence you know what I mean like you can see like the growth the change everybody's going through something we can all see ourselves at some point absolutely now who would you say you are most like who would you say is your archetype on <laughs> Insecure <laughs> I definitely have to be a mix of Issa and Molly not one stands out but definitely Issa and Molly like I see a little bit of both and especially like as I see the friendships and you start to see how they're kind of changing I'm like ooh I could see myself in both of them yeah, uh, I, I can see you on both of them as well because <laughs> I feel like you are this independent, career-driven, mm-hmm. successful black woman, but also, you know, that's the Molly in you, but also yep, yep. you're a little ratchet, okay? you're a little, little, you know, like, that's the Issa. Yeah. For, for me, I feel like I am a mix between Issa and Kelly and... Tiffany. I think everybody has a little Tiffany that they just okay. don't want to acknowledge. You know what I mean? I've had to I had to get into my bouginess over the years. Okay, listen. <laughs> okay. And for me, it's like, how do you order something at Starbucks? Hello. Like, I that's mean, my Tiffany. You know what I'm saying? We all got a little bouginess in us. It's okay. So, uh, it is exciting to start season five off. Um, and I like, and when they played the, the little recap, yeah. uh, it, it really got me caught up. I remember from last season that Molly and her bootang Andrew, they ended. Um, I know that Molly and Issa, now this is maybe what you can help me out with. I know Molly and Issa had that huge falling out that, you know, Molly then popped off at the, mm-hmm. the, the block party. All and, um, listen, okay, first of all, I don't know if I can recover from a friend uh, ship like, if something yeah. like that happened to me. Yeah, that's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it would be done. Um, and I know that they were re- conciliating their like how did it end like because I remember Issa going to the restaurant and then Molly was there and then like she left but like did in the end she go in and they talk no she did not ever go in okay yeah no she never went in but they were trying to figure it out it's crazy because I watched the last two episodes of season four before watching this um, season just so I can kind of have my memory together but she never went into the restaurant I think she was just at her point she was like no I'm good right Mm. now and sometimes that happens listen okay Mm-hmm. And to, sometimes you need a break. Yes. Sometimes you need a, a pause on a friendship. Absolutely. And that is uh, that is one of the things that I loved a lot about the evolution of Issa and Molly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before we even get into that, then it was Issa got back with Lawrence. Yes, of course. And for me, it was giving too good to be true. Well, we clearly see that at the end, but we'll get to that. But yes, too good oh. to be true. It's just like that one person that you always gravitate back to. But it just doesn't work out. It just doesn't work out. And then Lawrence dropped us with the bombshell last season that Condola was preggonette. Hmm. 
over it. Over it. Listen, I was like, ooh, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Mm-mm. And I mean, I don't know how I would feel in that situation. If I, like, I don't know. I would like to think that maybe I could be stepmom Bryce. Um, Oof, child. But I mean, listen, you know, you do a lot of crazy and funny things for love. But for sure. If I were to have to evaluate it, like, I don't know. I, I don't really know what that answer would necessarily be. I mean, I feel like it it all sounds good until the baby comes. Right. And then, and then things change. Right. Then the mom texts you in the middle yes. of the night and you like, why is she texting you? Right. Yeah. No, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's your recap from season four. Boom. <laughs> As we get into season five. Season five kicks off. It looks like there is the 10-year reunion at Stanford. Memories. So, all of the people is going. Tiffany, her husband. Kelly is riding down. I Issa, love Kelly. Okay. Yes, Kelly is Kelly keeps the, the party going. She absolutely does. Um, and it was interesting to see the, the, the character evolution of Kelly in this episode as well. Um, but we, Issa is there, and Molly is there. They checking in. And it's like the first time that Molly and Issa that we see on screen that they interact. Yeah. And it is this weird kind of like, that hey, girl, hey. Awkwardness, like I know I got to talk to you, but I still feel a little weird. But hey, girl, right? And first of all, I feel like we're watching a new season of This Survivor, where it's like they're not showing us <laughs> yes. everything. Yeah, we want to tell. And we're like, okay, well, had they talked? Have they like, you know? And so we know that Issa is here at Stanford for a ten-year reunion, and mm-hmm. she is sitting on a panel. Huh? Okay, kudos to Issa. I can only imagine that must feel like, you know, we made, we made it. it. Exactly. She's like, I'm here now. I'm official. And that is how it feels when you're going back, for sure. Yes. I I love it. Um, and so they got a whole bunch of, you know, uh, what do you say, like uh, events and different things to go to. But I thought it was interesting uh, where... Molly was talking with Kelly and Kelly was and Molly was like I know you and Tiffany like went through a little spat um like and how like did y'all just get back together mm-hmm. and Kelly was like well sometimes you got to fake fake back before you get back yes that's hard though and that's I what I, my first little question for you is have you ever been in a situation like that where you've had to fake back to get back and do you ever get back from the fake back or do you fake back to get back or do you just stay fake back ooh I think you just stay fake back and I think it depends on the relationship um, and what actually happened there are some friendships you can't recover from but I've definitely been in that situation where we just weren't we were not able to get back on the same page and to this day we see each other and we definitely fake back for sure mm. but we not mm-mm, it's not the same yeah, it's hard for me because the older child, the older I get, mm-hmm. um, I I see the the highs and the lows and friendships. And yes, for me, it's like, damn, friendships are a lot of work. Friendships are a lot of work. It's just like <laughs> any relationship, right? It takes two people, and both people have to work at it. That's just yes. a fact. And I don't think we realize that until we do get older, and you see the dynamics start to change, and those dynamics are called life. <laughs> Yes. And and I don't know how you feel, but for me, sometimes I get frustrated with um, a lot. Like, you know, first of all, I got like the same click for yeah. the last 20 years. I got mm-hmm. my good goods are my good goods. Yeah. And um, our relationship, no matter what, no matter what. But it is at times where I feel like sometimes we are strained and sometimes mm-hmm. we are not. And a lot of my friends currently in their life are getting married, yep. having children, starting mm-hmm. families and. 
And here I am, little old me, still single, ain't got no man, okay? In, in these streets. And sometimes I feel like um, I'm there for my friends. Yeah. And, you know, when it's time, and not that they're not there for me, but like, say, like, I, you know, might have like a new group of friends that I am, like, you know, currently, you know, entering in my life. And right. I feel like my older friends sometimes don't give me that grace. Mm. And. I'd be trying to explain it to them like, you know, when you got with your husband and you yep. had kids, like that was an adjustment period for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And I went through the adjustment period uh, with you. And I, I feel like, you know, this is kind of sort of like my normal of my life. I, mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a relationship. I yep. don't, you know. So it, it's just, um, oh my yeah. God. My friends and I were just talking about this, Bryce, because my married friends and then my married friends with children mm. feel left out. You know what I mean? But I will say that friendship go through phases and you know the saying like um, reason season lifetime right mm. so the best friendships are those ones that you can pick up the phone it doesn't matter if you haven't talked in a month six months you pick up like nothing has ever stopped because they know you're going to be there no matter what right but right. we all are changing in our lives and I mean I'm still single so I don't want to be up with your baby hanging oh. out all the time and then like I mean I forget sometimes that you can't just pick up and go and I'm like hey be ready an hour let's go to the game so so, but also it, on both sides, I told my girlfriend today, I was like, as a married woman, as a married mother, you have to put the effort in too to be like, hey, what's going on? I'm still here. I want to hang out because it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. But right. like true friendship, they're going to be there no matter what. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I, I definitely feel like Issa and Molly have cultivated a true friendship. Yeah. Um, they are just going through, through a, phase. A, a, a phase and mm-hmm. we get to see it. And again, what I love about Insecure is that like I feel like where I am at or near have been with relationships like that in my life. Well, so. and also think about it. the biggest problem they have to me is communication. Mm. They do not really share what's wrong with the two of them. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's their problem. And it's hard though. It's hard to communicate with your friends. Because sometimes it's like, I don't want to make a bigger deal out of anything, so I'll just be quiet, yep. and then I won't say nothing, but then it eats at me, and then something else happened, and then yep. it, it's like... Uh, you tiptoeing uh, around man. your friend because you just don't know, and you don't want to say nothing because you just don't know how they're going to react. Whew. You know Listen. what I mean? And that's exactly what Molly and Issa are doing. Yes. And I have this thing with my friends. I say it is the, the sharing is caring mm-hmm. table. And whenever we, I don't say it all the time, but if whatever we're on the phone, if whatever, like, you know, we might be out to cocktails, we might be out to drinks. I always say, like, the sharing is caring table is open. Anything you want to talk about, anything you want to put down. Yeah. But people got to be in a place to receive. No, right. They have to be in a place to receive mm. it. And listen, they can say say no and then they can call me text me and be like actually there is something I want to put on the caring mm-hmm. and sharing table but that is just something that like I have with my friends so that oh like God. you know like say what you like it, it's me opening the door to say like hey we might be off a little bit something might not be right but um, I want to do my part to check in right well and sometimes and you can see this with Issa and Molly right sometimes people just need time they need a moment right like your feelings might have been hurt or you weren't ready to communicate and give me a minute and I'll kind of come back around and I think that's kind of what's happening now and it was good to see you know Molly say Issa why don't we hang out just the two of us you know what I mean that was a good little moment for them to start figuring out and getting back on track Yes, and sometimes it is like, and when um, Issa was standing there, she like turned her head, but it's like, you know, low key, you'd be like, you want your friend to be like, pick yes, me, like, right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, 
What also was an interesting dynamic was we talked about Kelly before. Kelly mm-hmm. is the wow. Again, like for me, I'm the Kelly. Uh, I, pieces of me are Kelly. I'm wow. I'm crazy. Okay. I, listen, I, I have many and several escapades. Uh, and you know, she's always the upbeat, always, always. the person that somebody's going to advice with. Yep. And uh, they, I got like, I don't know if it was like a yearbook or more like a back down memory lane book. And um, <laughs> they killed Kelly. In yeah. the which is crazy. That is crazy to me. Killed, killed off. <laughs> R.I.P. She was like going in to sign in. They have yes. a name tag for her. And long behold, and she got an obituary in the right, book. In the book. In the book. They're like, uh, she is not with us no more. And, you know, at first Kelly was like, oh, I've always wanted to do some you know, extra personalities I wanted to try or different people. So maybe like, you know, I'll go with that. But as the episode goes on, we really see that again, we, we see a uh, character stark. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but uh, a character development in yep. Kelly that we've never really seen with her kind right. of like being in her feelings, getting emotional. And you know what it was? Cause she said identity. Cause I remember when she did the, um, <laughs> the voice, uh, Tiffany's husband said, are we really, is it really identity or language? Uh, that we're talking about and you're right we see her identity kind of come out a little bit that insecurity right Mm. we never we've never seen her down Mm. ever and you see it clearly come out in this episode right and it it is always and I always say this to people it's like check on your strong friends check on the friends that's always upbeat laughing i.e. me you see the more you talk I'm like shoot I might have a little Molly in me you know what I mean excuse me not Molly Uh, what's her name Kelly Uh, Kelly in me you know what I mean because that's who I am I'm like hello I try I'm the strong one all the time I'm, I'm over here too you know what I mean right and uh, yeah, you know, we be wanting to be checked in absolutely on and loved. Uh, what has become a staple in uh, the insecure, if any of you guys have followed it, is Issa and her raps in the mirrors to herself. Love it's it. Issa and the raps to the mirror to herself. Now, this episode, we saw a mirror that we've never really seen before. It was That's Issa back. looking back at herself. Mm hmm. And, I like um, that. Yeah, I like the dynamic. It was interesting. It was a mm-hmm. uh, not well. I was first of all, I was like, "Where the rap at?" Okay, well, listen, <laughs> I came here for that's the rap. what we waiting on the mirror raps exactly. But it was a look back, and um, they, it was funny because it was like the mirror was like, "So, like, what you doing? <laughs> have you made it? You have you met like big you got, you got it. Where your man at?" <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it was interesting. And then it was funny. Uh, uh, Issa said that stuff like, create the Instagram uh, app on your phone. Yes, yes. You won't make it. And then mm-hmm. the old Issa was like, what's the app? What's the app? Talking back to your younger stuff. I like the little flashback. I, w- I was here for that. Yes. Now, hold on. Let me um, let me pull up the Purple Pants podcast mirror. And listen, you are now looking into the Purple Pants Podcast, Mira Sharia, and you is looking at freshman year at Fam U Ray. Not freshman year. Okay. Mm. First of all, let's just get a mental picture. What was the hairstyle back then at Fam U? The hairstyle then was definitely like some little rod sets. My girlfriend was set it, and I had the okay. curly hair. Uh, okay. um, I would switch it up. I still have my straight hair too, um, but it was just shorter. 
Okay. And was that it was giving cute. baby fat jeans or ba- a baby fat coat? Or, or was it giving uh, a rocker wear velour set? It was giving like, none of that. Oh my God. <laughs> was it giving some Anishi jeans? It was like, giving cuteness, you know, especially at FAMU, we dressed up to go to class. So freshman year, I might have on my heels. Oh. Um, oh yeah, no, we, it was the fashion show every day. We learned real quickly though that, that went out the door, but it was a fashion show for sure. Okay, listen, it starts off a fashion show, ends uh, up like you showing up to a slumber party. Listen, just just here and be accounted for. That's all. Okay, and listen, <laughs> I'm making friends. So listen, I come this today. You yes. don't got to come on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I come on Friday. Listen, uh, but what is um, what would be one piece of advice you would give to that freshman Rod set stiletto wearing Riri? Gosh, you know, freshman year was so much fun. But I mean, if I had to give myself any advice, I would say buckle down a little bit more and be more studious. I was not very studious freshman year. Um, But you know what? That's okay though because I feel like I lived freshman year. That's what college is about. It's about growing up, right? Figuring out who you are and that's what I was doing. Kind of figure out what's my niche? What's my crew, you know, here? So I would say that's probably the only thing freshman year I would say is be more studious. Um, And then as I got, you know, transitioned a little bit, it was like, what's your focus? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But also, it's okay to not know what you want to do. Like looking back, I really, that's really what I want to tell myself. Like you was rushing out of college because you were told you had to get out in four years. It's okay to not have a plan. So when I think about millennials now, I'm like, dang, I wish I was more like them, more adventurous and just ready to be like, it'll work out. Right. You know what I mean? I don't have to have a plan for everything. Oh, listen, let me let me take a year off to study abroad. Yeah, hello. That's something definitely I wish I would have done right there. Mm. Definitely. So that's what I would tell my younger self. I love that. Now, if I'm looking at the mirror, uh, uh, what's it telling? What you telling yourself? What I would tell my freshman year at college self is uh, this is like I, it's, it's kind of like what I would tell myself. What I would tell myself is um dare to be different mm-hmm. like i um i feel like i really was not myself um in college like i feel like i was coming out of my shell just like really figuring out who i was but i would really tell myself like dare to be different and give a fuck what anyone has to say yes yes i think we all need to just keep that with us through life hell right <laughs> uh because i i felt like in a college i still was still like oh my god what, who's talking about me who's this yeah like, don't get still me wrong fit in a little bit. right still like still trying somewhat to fit in but not really because like in college i, I just was like on my own and I was yeah. like making my own friends but I still just like cared so much and there I, it, it just was so much time spent in my head worrying about what others thought of me and how they perceived me mm-hmm. and um, I just wish earlier in my life that I just didn't give a fuck because I feel like I would be at a more advanced place yeah um, but listen we all on our own journey so like you said we get there when we get there absolutely but what I love when you think back about them going back for their class reunion is it really shows like if somebody hasn't been to college or they didn't have that same experience it shows you that college like you make your lifelong friends there mm-hmm. and they met freshman year right and they're still friends to this day yes things have changed life has changed but that's where you go and you those are your friends like today my friends lifelong friends most of them I met in college 
Yes, that is so funny. I had this one friend that I met in college. Her name is Rachelle. And uh, we had like one class together. And uh, she always would just be like, oh, she always had something to say. Mm -hmm. And mind you, a lot, every one of my close friends that is like literally in my close friends, whenever I first meet them, I'll be like, oh, I can't stand them. And that's how for me, I know we won't be good, good friends. Right, right, right. (laughs) And so we had this class together. And I was like, she always had something to say. And it was funny. One day I was like walking into the building and she was like right behind me. And I like was like, we ain't never say nothing a day mm-hmm. before and I like ran in the door and like slammed it in her face but just to be funny yeah. and um she was like ah, ah, I know you ain't just slammed it and then <laughs> from then we've been friends, friends ever, ever since. since I mean there were a couple other good moments you know shout out to the case you know, I don't know if you saw the Tiffany sweater in this I, episode. A sweater, a <laughs> pantsuit, just her saying. Um, and also, I thought it was funny, like Omari, Molly's throwback. Like, that happens anytime we go back for homecoming or mm. reunions at FAMU, and I'm sure everybody else too. It's always that one throwback. You got to see, like, what's going on with them, and can we still pop off? Most times, no, but you know, you just got to try. But and so when you say pop off and so just in case anyone that is listening that is unfamiliar with the terminology that we are using, basically (laughs) it's that jump off, that freak leak. Uh Uh-huh. Like, can we rekindle? Is it just a moment? That's what that is. And it is interesting because one would think that like, okay, like we have history, Uh we've gone to the same college, uh, but oftentimes I find that it doesn't ever work out and not that it couldn't I just feel that sometimes the fear of the failure of the possible relationship absolutely and also it's like it feels good in the moment because we're here but then it's like we got to go back to real life right I mean Mm -hmm. it's not gonna be what it is right here now things have changed what's that Kelly uh, Price saw as we live (laughs) yes we forgot about the tomorrow. Oh, exactly. But shout out to the friends trying to bring them back. He was like, Omari is divorced, by the way. And we out. And we out. Okay. <laughs> First of all, that's a good wingman. That's something Absolutely. I would do. Absolutely. And we out. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we saw Issa. She had to sit on her panel. Uh, mm-hmm. And first of all, I was trying to figure out what the name of her organization was. The Block. He said, the, what did he call the, it? The, the, the Blow. The, the Blow. The Blow. C-C-O. <laughs> she doesn't even know her organization because she right. could not remember the C to save her life. And uh, I thought it was funny because she was up there with all these other people that had uh, very poignant things to say. Very, you know, just very like just in general stuff that you always hear. And so when it came to Issa, she was keeping it real. And honestly, if I were in that audience, I would have gotten something out of like what Issa was saying. And not the typical message that everybody else gives you. Right, like they mm-hmm. asked her, like, "How do you know when you made it?" And Issa, like, like I, I, "I actually don't know <laughs> that I've made it." Right, and, and she's being honest. Yes, and I feel like a lot of millennials that are our age are like, you know, questioning, like, we are figuring out in life, like, I went to college, I got the job, mm-hmm. and but it's like, is this really my passion? Is this yes. really what I want to do? Mm-hmm. And you, am I wasting all of this time doing this when I really should be doing that? Like, I feel like we are at that point in our life, and to hear Issa say it really kind of gives us, like, some validation that, like, you know, life is short. And, and it's so relatable because everybody's going through that at some point. Like, like you said, like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing right now? Uh, do I really want to do this? And things could change at any moment. Right. 
Um, another thing that I love about Insecure is that they have the most wildest, craziest ish that happens to them, and that you'd be like, "Oh my god, this would never happen!" Like but in actuality, <laughs> <laughs> it really can. And yes. actually, like I've had not similar situations, but I've had situations <laughs> where I had to give up everything that I had in my pockets. Ooh, and, like, you know, but that was a lot. That was just so unexpected, too. It was for me. So they met this girl named Cheyenne that used to be in a rap group with Issa and Molly. And um, for me, the first red flag uh, with Cheyenne was they was like uh, when Kelly saw her, they, she was like, oh, girl, did they make you dead, too? Yeah. Cheyenne was like, oh, no, I just stole this. I ain't pay all the, you know, the alumni fees to come back here. You know what that like, means? Ooh. She always been sketch. That's what that okay. means. And listen. We all got that college friend. Uh-huh. We got this guy. Mm, I can't say his name, but we, used to, be like, we used to be like lying something, something. That's how we refer to a, um, a guy that I know from college to this day. Okay. Or So, you know, yeah. I didn't want to say his name. You know, he might be listening. He might listen. <laughs> or we all we all got that friend where we'd be like, don't leave your bag in that room. Bring, bring your bag. Bring your stuff with you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> So Cheyenne hits them up and is like, let's go back to the old like club in Compton where we used to go to. And all the girls are like, yes, let's go. While they on their way there, Cheyenne's like, we should sneak in some alcohol to the club like we used to do. All right. Well, first of all, I mean, because we 18 again. Okay. Right. Well, here's the thing. I ain't never used to sneak uh, alcohol into the club, baby. It's called a pregame. Huh? And I didn't start doing that till I, actually I was grown and I do it at festivals. So right, I don't know what she's talking about <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alcohol was free in college. <laughs> Listen, sometimes I do it before church. Okay, Listen. <laughs> but sometimes you got that the Holy Ghost, you know, use you. Right, um, <laughs> And they go into the liquor store. They come out and they get robbed. There's this guy with this gun and he like put everything on the ground and all the girls are like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And Cheyenne is doing the most. She giving ah. It's a gun, Lord Jesus. Excellent. And the guy is like, Cheyenne, shut up. <laughs> and it, the dumbest said, robber ever. Right. He said, Molly, like, what the hell? <laughs> How you know your name? And then Cheyenne get on the side of the, the other side of the gun and it's like, yeah, sorry, you you know eight change. Put it down. And then she like, Molly, give me your shoes. I want the shoes too. And Issa take off her shoes and she like, oh no, Issa. You, I don't you, want can, you can keep those. Uh, not yours, Molly's. Thank you. Okay, because listen, we all know Molly be dressed to impress. Listen, she, she she be, be throwing that ish on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so what, so what else happened? They, um, so, yeah, so then after that, you know, they had another reminiscent moment, which I liked how they kind of, you know, took the look back to everything this whole walkthrough. And then after that, they kind of wrapped up the reunion, right? They wrapped up the and reunion. They went to, if they went to, if this was at a, one of our colleges, they ended on like at the Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Okay. You gotta eat. You gotta eat. And um, I, I like that at the end of them, like going to the Waffle House, Molly and Issa really committed to saying, like, I want to move on. Yes, I want to work on this. We're going to work on our friendship. The sharing is caring. Table is open. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what we all been waiting for the the I was about to say the fam you were you get it over. <laughs> 
The Stanford reunion is over, and listen, we get to see Issa in the car with Lawrence. I was ready for the listen, whole episode. Okay. okay, I was like, where is he? Where? First of all, normally the episodes of Insecure are thirty minutes, which all. Five seasons, us as fans have been saying, why can't it be an hour? And I think last year, Issa tweeted, it was like, it's a 30-minute show, y'all. Okay? Yeah. Get what you get. And so, they gave us 40 minutes this episode, and we like, where is art? And what was interesting was that, now, were you picking up on this, that when, like, Lawrence and Issa were in the car, Issa seemed off. Absolutely. And it's crazy because I thought when they first got to San Francisco in the very beginning, we were going to see him then. Right. And then they we had to wait the entire episode. But yeah, she was so quiet in the car. You could see he kept looking over like, what's going on? Like, I just wasn't ready for what was happening. Yeah. And I was just like, OK. So then like he gets out the car, they're talking. And obviously he is signaling to her like you coming in mm-hmm. or, you mm-hmm. know, and Issa says she mm-hmm. had it. She had a chance to think. I've been thinking. OK. And nothing more, nothing less. Lawrence looks like he's about to say something. His eyes pucker up. And Issa take her suitcase and cross the street and walk away. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. So so here's my thing. And I was telling one of my friends, I was like, I really hope that Insecure does not play with me and give me this predictable ass ending season. Hmm. And... They already are starting off very good because I did not see this coming. Didn't see it coming at all. And he knew. He knew. She didn't even have to say anything except I've been thinking. He knew. And I we we can only assume that it is Issa saying, I've been thinking and I don't want to be a stepmama. Yep. I can't handle this. Mm-mm. Not ready. And I mean, yeah, so I, it is very interesting because I agree with her, but I'm also like, girl, it's Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Just give it a try again, right? It's like Just, they meant to be. You know, but I mean, I, we don't know. And so we literally have to to wait to see what is going to come of this season. And what I loved about it so much was that Kelly uh, started her podcast again. I love and, that. Yes, I love to sit on her little bed. And uh, she she started asking her listeners some questions. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. This is what me and Sharia should end on. Mm-hmm. And um, she asked her listeners which will ask you guys if you knew the end was coming uh what would you do to make the most of your time left what legacy would you want to leave behind how would you want to be remembered and is there anything you would change jesus you know that's like such a loaded question um all of them oh right goodness so you gotta we gotta we each of us gotta answer one Okay. Well, I'll take like how I want to be remembered. Okay. Easy. Uh, but you know, it's easy, but you hope that that's how people remember you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like, li- cause listen, I've been to a lot of funerals. Right. And I heard a lot of lies. You know, but- so I want people, so I hope that my friends and family think of me the way I think they think of me, but I want to be remembered as like the fun, the loving, the kind, the generous, always supportive friend and family member um, who kept people together, who was always the life of the party. And 
who you never had to worry about. Like I'm, I'm a constant for everyone. They know they mm. can depend on me. That's how I want to be remembered. Mm. I really hope that I'm that good of a person that I think I am. I, I think <laughs> that you are. I think that you are well on your way. Um, I like that. I, I, I what struck a chord with me was like I want to be that constant. That's mm. um, that says a lot uh, about you. And I feel like through our short time and our friendship, I feel like you have been a, a very constant uh, to me. So I uh, I can attest that. Yes, friend. It feels like we've been friends for a long for a long time. time. It, it's so funny, and I I feel like um. And I, again, off topic a little bit, but listen, this is the Purple Pants Podcast. Um, I feel like in this survivor realm that we are in, um, that there are first, like, you know, we're all family, no matter like yes. if we choose to acknowledge or not. Some people that it's just like, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Some people like, you know, there's a connection. And then there's some people that like you get. Yes. And um, it's if I and we get each other. And it's I always say this. It's like I forget a lot of the times that like I know you through Survivor. Mm-hmm. It's so funny you say that because my friends were like, how was New York? I was like, it was so much fun. And I really feel that the reason this time was so much fun is because we're at a different level in our friendship, too. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it just felt so natural to have to work. I mean, not that it didn't before, but it just felt different. Like, you know, when your friendship's at a different level. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. We were just there. That's it's, all. Yeah. It's the key. key. <laughs> it's the it's the like, you know, it's uh, it, it, it definitely is. And um, I appreciate that because um, I feel like for a very long time time in this survivor community especially when i got off of my season mm-hmm. i i always heard like oh you're gonna make lifelong friends yes. like, you know da-da. and i'm like well child i don't talk to half my cast honey uh, i'm like <laughs> i don't even like you know that like it's the fake relationships for me yeah and then for me it was like oh i'm constantly like you know new seasons come out uh-huh. and i'm constantly supporting people yeah. and then like child they're looking at me like who who are you like you know it's a popularity contest right well um, yeah, and honestly it's just, rice if it wasn't for you and Wendell, I wouldn't be in the fold like I am now. Like, you guys keep me in the fold. So that's why you guys mean so much to me. Like, just coming to my birthday, uh, you have no idea how much that meant. So, like, friends for life. Yes, of course. And, yeah, and that's how, again, and that's how I feel. Like, I feel like when I met, like, Wendell, um, I felt like the very similar to my friendship with you. It was just mm-hmm. like, I, it, it's just like, yeah. And real, recognize real. And yep. that's um, that's what I love about the community that like we have cultivated. And just like, you know, linking up with people. They ain't about what's the easy you are, how good you did, At even all. though. Because you know, I don't, I don't even remember half of them, right? So, listen, not that. <laughs> okay, but you was very much, you are a survivor legend and um, you are a beast on your season. And the one thing that I love when you do come to our events, I always, because one, I always like to work the room and like to see people but I also like to like watch people and I like to like make people be like you know that Sharia they're like oh my god Sharia you know how to make a girl feel good but I be loving it because it's just like I love for people to get their flowers and um, you you know you are very much deserving of your flowers now back to my question Um, I think I will answer um, what kind of legacy do I want to leave behind and um, I think that that one is a great one for me because it's funny because in my younger years of life, I never would have thought that this is the legacy that I want to leave behind. But mm-hmm. a part of the legacy that I want to leave behind is that I want a, a young gay black boy growing up somewhere that I, I want to feel as though like my presence has like impacted one person um 
to be like I I want to live in my truth I want to be me I want to like not let the the gay community not let mm-hmm. the black community not let any of these communities like put me in a box like I want to fit what I want to fit how I want to fit it and I like that is the legacy that I want to leave behind like I really want to just encourage someone to just like literally like live in their truth mm-hmm. be who you are yep and don't worry about what other people think so that's the type of legacy that I uh, want to leave behind but I am so happy and excited that we finally got to kiki and chit chat about insecure season five um and hopefully you know you'll come back and maybe we could cover the rest of the season yes i can't wait this was fun thank you for having me and i can't wait to keep this conversation going yes now before you go first of all we need the people needs to know where they can follow you at okay on the twitter and the instagram and word on the block is you got a a, a spooky halloween party coming coming up what's the tea yes well they can follow me at survivor riri and it's so funny can i just tell this quickly so but when i was on survivor you know there was no instagram and all of that right so that's how i got my first name survivor riri on the thing because people are like what did you survive um and so now everybody has their first and last names i mean i guess i'll be a little original right with survivor riri but you can follow me on twitter and instagram there and yes we have a watch party this wednesday at the ron clark academy come check us out the um, Georgia crew is going to be there. It's going to be fun. Yes. And I'm going to wear a costume, Bryce. Okay. Yes. Because I had to call Sharia out for an Instagram live right before Survivor last yes, year. Because, did. first of all, y'all know me. I like to stalk and watch the photos. And <laughs> this is their second annual. And the first annual. And, and anybody that knows Davey, y'all know his ass was dressed out. up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Meanwhile, in the picture, Sharia got a little black dot on her nose and some cat ears. Sure. That's not a costume. <laughs> I be tired. You know, it was enough to get me out the house but let's just hope my costume gets here in time I had to order two just in case but I'm ready this year listen you and me both I'm so pissed Uh, but yes so make sure y'all follow Sharia listen if you're in the Atlanta area make sure you click the link in Sharia bio uh, Davey bio Ron Clark the tickets is free you have to be 21 to enter show the Atlanta crew some love come see us okay and listen we will talk to you soon we out here covering Insecure Season 5 Holla. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a play, 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 play,
Now, I've been talking about the new segment. We got the Purple Pants play-by-play, but listen, it got took a little hiatus, but we are back, and I have a great Purple Pants play-by-play for the posse this week, okay? You know I'm from Philly, the home of the Eagles and the 76ers, okay? Sixers were in the playoffs last year, and our boy, Ben Simmons, they say he don't shoot the ball, failure to launch, he gets these opportunities, and he does not shoot the ball. And when we got knocked out of the playoffs last year, Philly fans, they don't play. We are very vocal about how we feel. The fans were over Ben Simmons. The fans was like, trade him. He got to go. And the feeling was rather mutual because Ben Simmons was like, he don't want to play for the Sixers no more. He wasn't following none of his teammates on the Instagram, okay? He wasn't in communication with none of them, and he was fully expected to be traded, okay? Over the summer, over the break, we didn't see him in the UK. He was dating this UK DJ, all booed up, living his best life, and really not thinking about Philly. During the Philly preseason, he wasn't practicing with the team, wasn't doing any of that good stuff. And so we had our first game uh, a couple of weeks ago or two weeks ago, and we knew that Ben was suspended because he was not participating in the practice like he wasn't doing it. So he got suspended and fined. OK, because they said, listen, you ain't playing. We ain't paying. Then there were rumors that Ben is just you, his. He not into the game. They didn't see him with a cell phone at practice. Now, I've done a little research and I know that the NBA, some of the sports trainers, they like to use uh, this technology where it's like a tracker to see like I sent like a Fitbit, see how many steps or what you're doing. So there are some people saying that it wasn't his phone. It was the, the, the physical sports teams tracker. We don't know. So it's really been cat and mouse. Listen, the owner and the head coach of the Sixers said, listen, you just signed another four year deal. You maxed out. Okay. You are getting paid like you are a franchise player and you're not. You just signed that four-year, $100 million contract. The Sixers are saying, baby boy, listen, we can play all day. Okay, if this is a cat and mouse game, we got time. And the Sixers said, it could take up to four years for us to find you somewhere to go. We're not just about to trade you because you want to be traded. And uh, we're not getting anything in return. So uh, it's either, what they say in Greece, you better shape up, up. Because I need a team. Listen, Sixers ain't playing. They said, step up, baby boy, or uh, we're not going to trade you. We're going to see this thing out and you'll be doing what you're doing for the next four years. And they continue to find him for not doing practice and showing up. You know, they're going to hit you where it hurts in your pockets. So over the weekend on Friday, the Sixers had a home game and we're curious to see what is Ben going to do. Is he going to play? Is he going to show up? Normally, if you are not injured or like out on a medical leave or something, even if you're not playing, you got to show up. And you know the Sixers, I know the Sixers fans will probably have booed Ben Simmons. So right before the game aired, there was a statement released by Ben Simmons or his team. The NY Post reports Ben Simmons does not appear to be ready to return to the NBA anytime soon. As reportedly told Philadelphia Sixers head coach Doc Rivers um, and the rest of the team that although he wants to play basketball, he's currently not prepared mentally to do so. In a meeting held earlier today, which was last week, it was revealed that Simmons accepts everyone needs to take responsibility, including himself, based on the reports. Ben Simmons comments about not 
mentally being able to play comes just after he was served with the one-day suspension during a recent October 20th game between the 76ers and the Pelicans because he refused to participate in required team practice drills. Uh, Earlier in the week, in response to his comments, Philadelphia 76ers Tobias Harris took to social media and basically was like, we're not worried about Ben. Now, after this home game, Tobias Harris kind of sort of changed his story and said that, like, we support Ben Simmons. Now, delicate situation here because, you know, here on the podcast, we definitely support mental health. We see it in our, you know, sports people with Naomi Osaka, with Simone Biles. Like, you know, you really have to take time for yourself. I'm a little bit torn because part of me feels like it could be, I don't know, Ben personally, the optics of we see that he definitely thought he was going to be traded. He definitely didn't want to do nothing with his team. He definitely is not like engaging with them and is really like not showing up to practice. Like, listen, that's like me not showing up from a job. I'm going to get in trouble. Um, So it, it very much is giving calculated. Like, is it really mental health? Because we done seen you over in the UK with your girl. We done seen you on the gram. You're looking fine. And now that the Sixers come out and say, listen, to find you a new home could be four years. You all of a sudden come out with this mental health. Now, on the other side, I feel like if if he really is struggling mentally, then OK, I, I get that. But you need to be open about it. You need to, you know, talk about it. You need to be working with somebody, but you're still under contract. So you need to still participate in practice and do other things. So I don't know. I mean, it's getting real hairy and fishy. But listen, I thought that this was something perfect for the Purple Pants play by play. And I also, you know, I just had to bring it to the posse. Another thing I wanted to keep the posse updated on play by play was we talked earlier about Jello Ball. OK, you know, LaMelo older brother and Zoe's younger brother. I explained to you guys before that he was signed, then dropped and then over the summer in the G League or the D League, the G League, uh, the Charlotte the Charlotte Hornets put him on the G League. He was playing and the draft just came about and I think early last week, the Charlotte Hornets signed Jello. Now he is, now if I understand it correctly, uh, they signed a contract with him saying that they would pick him up for the G League if another team was interested, he could go. And he's in the position where if somebody on the Charlotte Hornets gets hurt, it's a possibility he could go from the G League to the Major League. So this is a major win for Jello. One step closer to getting all of the Ball brothers, okay, on the basketball court. And another person that got signed to the G League, I just wanted to keep y'all updated. Because listen, I, I try to do my little sports reporting for y'all. On Saturday, Zaire Wade was officially drafted to the Utah Jazz's G League team, the Salt Lake City Stars. Zaire is Dwayne Wade's, I think, his older son. Prior to Zaire being drafted, there were already talks about him possibly joining the team. Uh, Dwayne, his dad, who is part owner of the Utah Jazz, shared the moment of Zaire finding out he made the G League team. Okay, listen, y'all know I'll be here for all the G League players. What's going on? So listen, uh, we getting popping over here on the Purple Pants play-by-play. Um, I watched a documentary a couple of days ago, and so I'm going to be excited to bring somebody on uh, to discuss that with me. It's sports for later. So listen, keep your ears to the streets, or no, keep your ears and eyes on the courts because we will be back soon with another Purple Pants play-by-play. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a
this is Miss Barb, and I would like to take time to share with you a few words of which I pray will encourage and give you strength as you come face to face with life and all of its challenges. I hope you embrace it all, my beautiful friend. Your body, your mind, your heart, your ideas, and your dreams. I hope you learn to stand up for yourself, even if your voice shakes. I hope you learn to be proud of your body and your mind, even if they have imperfections. Because before you can love and cherish yourself, you have to first accept and embrace who you are. You have to embrace yourself from inside and out, imperfections and all. You have to let go of the images of who you thought you should be and start looking at all of the beautiful things that are already there. Because at the end of the day, you have to be the first one to embrace yourself and everything that makes you so wonderfully you. Love you. Booster Freak, Booster Freak, Booster Freak of the Week. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And I am so excited, honored, and proud of this week's Freak of the Week. We've had this person on the podcast last year, my cousin, my friend. We call him Butter, but his name is Lonell Ellington. And he is the owner and creator of Casual Luxury. So let me tell you a little bit about Casual Luxury. And let me tell you a little bit about my cousin and my friend Butter. Uh, all throughout our childhood, elementary, school, high school, and like when I was in college, Butter always loved fashion, and he always was creating his own designs, and when we were in high school, he started making these shirts. Back when we were in high school, there used to be a clothing company called like Mesquine, where they would paint on shirts, and Butter started making his own little uh, shirts. He would draw on them, and I remember the first day of ninth grade, I wore one of Butter's shirts, and I was like so hyped, because I was like, yes, I got me a fresh little outfit. And since then, Butter has continued to grow his business, which is casual luxury. Uh, he started with shirts. It was like, you know, everybody in the city had to have these shirts. Then he, you know, developed into shorts, started making hats. And, you know, he really into his craft around prom season and for like the last 10 years in Philly prom season for him has been such a huge success he makes wonderful prom dresses so he booked and busy from March April May June during this time period he started a website started shipping his clothes out all over the US and internationally really made his name for himself on social media and about two years ago he opened up his flagship store in Philadelphia and it's amazing for him to have his own 
own store and, you know, just really living and walking in his dream. This episode is called Shoot Your Shot and you miss every shot that you don't take. And Butter's been taking shots and they've been going in and been such a positive influence and a positive effects. Uh, not to say that he hasn't had the ups and downs in this career, but, you know, he is living proof that if you have an idea, you have a dream, you have a passion, follow it. And so leads me to why he is the freak of the week. So over the weekend, I had the opportunity of attending his grand opening. OK, listen, for his second location in the King of Prussia Mall, anyone that is lives in the Philadelphia area or surrounding areas, King of Prussia is literally, I think, maybe the second or third biggest mall in America, very high in stores, very bourgeois. And he has a store, okay? A store in the King of Prussia Mall. And it was funny when I went to his grand opening and you know, baby boy had to go pick up a few items and drop some coins. We were talking. Um, one of our first jobs used to be at a shoe store and I worked at one mall and he worked at the King of Prussia Mall, but they were like the same company. And it was so funny. He was saying like, you know, when he is walking into his store, he always sees the manager from our old store and he's always like waving high. And I'm like, yes, look, but you go off a job. And so it is just really amazing. And I love to see my people, not only my people, because he's my family, but, you know, it is so important to see positive images of black queer men like my cousin living in a truth, uh, expanding their businesses, giving opportunities and jobs to the community and just growing his business and brand and to literally have watched it go from an idea to him making it at his house, to him selling clothes in his back room, to him making prom dresses in the kitchen. And so now he owns a business and has two stores and one in the King of Prussia Mall. Butter is definitely the freak of the week. And if you haven't already, please check out his clothing line, Casual Luxury, okay? And bless your heart and goodness. If Butter is the freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. Thank you so much for shooting your shot. Okay, but listen, if you have not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. We are there. Click the subscribe button, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars and make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that we shooting our shot because it's a. It's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sweet.